Welcome to Wander Mode, a podcast that wanders through topics such as entrepreneurship, traveling, and mamahood. As a teacher turned entrepreneur and a mama to one, I am sharing my tips and tricks to maintain harmony in a multifaceted life. Let's wander. Last week, I interviewed the phenomenal Taylor Powelson, and she shared with us the importance of syncing our lifestyles to our menstrual cycles. And the reason we should be doing this is to maximize what a rest does for our bodies, to increase our productivity, to find our creativity, and even get the most out of things like our exercise routines and our nutrition based on the phases of our menstrual cycles. As I was listening to her, I felt nothing but empowered. As I was listening to her, I was thinking, I am 40 years old, and I only knew about a quarter of what it was that she was sharing with me about my menstrual cycle, but thank goodness I'm learning about it now and that I'm getting ideas around how I could structure my life with my menstrual cycle. This season of Wander Mode has been all about interviewing one week and reflecting the next. And I have to say, I have been at a total loss of words for how to reflect back on that episode. I had to sit and process for quite some time why it was that I was struggling so much post that discussion. So I did what any sane female does when she can't figure something out. I called my bestie. I talked through what I thought I would put into my script for this episode, but I also shared the reality of being at a bit of a loss. And as I was sharing, the inevitable happened, the thing that always happens when I talk to her. I found clarity as I was processing all of these things aloud. And I recognize that the reason I was at a loss was because the reality of what I thought I knew about my body didn't align with the reality of what I knew about my body. Why did that sting so much? It stung so much because I am a mom of a girl. And when I had her, I just knew that I would teach her to know and love her body. But how can I do that when I don't even know my own? Let me take you back for a hot second. (laughs) I had my first period when I was in seventh grade and I was sitting in, I think it was history class. And I distinctly remember that classroom. My chair was in the back of the room and I had this feeling like, I need to stand up. I just felt very uncomfortable. And when I went to stand up, I noticed that there was blood on my chair. And it was one of those moments of like, oh crap. And of course, you're in middle school, so you're completely mortified by anything as it relates to your body. And I'm in a classroom full of kids. So I subtly, I don't know, maybe it was not so subtly, it it felt subtle at the moment. I picked up my jacket. I tied it around my waist. I grabbed my stuff. I rushed up to my teacher's desk and I said, I am not feeling well and I need to go to the nurse. My teacher gave me a pass. I went to the nurse and literally thank the Lord. She did not ask a lot of questions and she proceeded to allow me to call my mom. But you know what? My mom did not answer the phone. So the next best option was to call our neighbor, who at the time was a very close family friend. And I said, I'm not feeling well. 
I need to get picked up and I need to go home. And she was like, all right, I'm going to come and get you. No problem. She picked me up. I tell her again in the car, I'm not feeling well. I think it's my stomach. And at this point, I'm sitting on top of my jacket with my stained pants in her passenger seat as she's driving me home, completely mortified that somebody is going to find me out as I'm sitting there. And I get home, and to be honest with you, the rest is a blur. I don't remember if I told my mom. I don't remember if I got myself cleaned up as soon as I got home. I do not remember how I found supplies. And I don't remember these things because I think it was this complete and utter moment of just like, I'm not even exactly sure what happened. From there, because our house had only pads, that's what was supplied. I don't even remember when I learned how to use a tampon, but at the time we had pads and the rest was kind of history. That is as much as I recall about any knowledge or relationship that I had with my menstrual cycle. From there, it was just the standard once a month, you have your period, you deal with the things, and then you kind of move on to the next. Fast forward so many years and so many different birth control options later from the pill to the IUD to having my IUD removed and getting pregnant. And I find out that I'm having a daughter. I distinctly recall the thoughts that swam around in my mind when I found out that she was going to be a girl. And they were all thoughts of wanting to do things differently. Thoughts like, I want my daughter to understand her body. Thoughts like, I want my daughter to grow up in an environment in which she loves her body as it is. Thoughts like, I want my daughter to see in me a woman who knows and loves her body as it is. Now, I know that these thoughts are flowing through me because they are things that I wished for myself back then, right? Wishing I had understood my body in seventh grade, wishing I had loved my body as it was through high school, wishing that I could look at other women in my life as individuals who knew and loved their bodies. But it wasn't because I lacked a wonderful mom. My mom and I have a beautiful relationship and we are very close. My mom, however, is a product of her generation. Between her generational expectations and some Christian values, there was a lot of modesty that existed around bodies and conversation about bodies. It wasn't a bad thing. She genuinely parented in the way that she believed was best. But perhaps because I am a product of my generation and I don't live life by conservative values, I recognize that I want the narrative for my daughter to be different. Notice that I'm distinctly using the word different. I'm not saying I want the narrative for my daughter to be better. I'm wanting it to be different. That brings me back to my conversation with Taylor. What I realized post that conversation is that I am not equipped right now to teach my daughter those things and to change the narrative that she hears as she grows up. I am not equipped to have those conversations because I don't know them about myself. If I'm not aware of the different phases of my menstrual cycle and how they impact my moods and my energy and the foods that I could be consuming, how am I going to try to change that narrative about our bodies for her life? This was a very heavy moment for me when the conversation ended. As we all know, life goes by in a flash. And the things that we thought we had years 
to figure out all of a sudden face us. And we now need to put on our mama faces and navigate tricky conversations with our kids. So after a little bit of wallowing, I thought to myself, all right, Julie, get your crap together. What are you going to do with this feeling now that you are wildly aware that you actually know very little about your body and there is a lot to learn so that you can help guide your daughter in her experiences? Here's where I landed. I need to stop seeing my body as something that I have. I need to start seeing my body as something I am. Glennon Doyle, on her interview with Dan Harris on the 10% Happier podcast, stated that she came to the realization that she didn't just have a body, but that she was a body. That statement really struck me. When you just have a body, it is super easy to treat it like an acquaintance. Something that maybe you pay attention to every now and again, something that you know just a little bit about, something that you sort of like. But if we are a body, we know it like we know our besties. We love it like our besties. We accept it as it is like our besties. We pay attention to it like the besties that we give our time to. I exist within this body every single day. It is what allowed me to have my daughter. It is what allows me to hike and travel and live this one life that I am given to the fullest. But it is also the only body I am given. And doesn't that mean that I should know and care for it better than I am right now? So if I'm given an opportunity to restructure my lifestyle around something like my menstrual cycle, because it's going to give me more productivity, more creativity, more energy, more knowledge about this one body that I'm existing my life in, would I want to lean into that? Holy buckets, yes, I would. <laughs> so my narrative to my daughter right now is going to be love your body like you love your bestie. And then as I learn more, my narrative to my daughter will be, know your body like you know your bestie. And because I will have learned more about my body, I can pass on that wisdom that will allow her to lean into the energy, the productivity, and the creativity that her body can give her. How will I learn these things? <laughs> For now, the books that Taylor recommended. For now, podcasts and other free sources of knowledge. For now, starting a red tent group with my gal pals and supporting each other through our phases. And when I finally make money on this entrepreneurial journey that I'm on, I will put my pennies toward Taylor's class because she is a mama that aligns with what my heart wants for my daughter. So ladies, do you know your body like a bestie? If you wandered to this point in the episode, thank you for listening to the Wander Mode podcast. Please leave a review and subscribe. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Wander Mode Co. Reach me by email at julie at wandermode.co. Until next time, wander on.